0: Welcome back to the Victoria Police Recruitment Podcast. Today, we're talking about two stages of the recruitment process that applicants often struggle with, the entrance exam and the fitness test. I'm joined today by Constable Jeff Armstrong and First Constable Mon Ledger, and we're going to be talking about their experiences with the exam and fitness test. So thank you, Jeff and Mon, and welcome. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Maddie. No worries. Now, before we get into the entrance exam, I'd love to hear about what motivated you to join and what you were doing beforehand. So, Mum, what were you doing?
1: Before joining Victoria Police, I was working uh, various jobs in hospitality. And prior to that, I was doing some volunteering in South Africa. I sort of got to the point where I had to figure out what i would do in Australia more permanently, rather than sling between adventures and hospitality. And I came up with... Victoria Police. Amazing. <laughs> and
0: what was the, did you have a motivation sort of behind? Well,
1: the volunteering, when I was volunteering uh, with the organisation over in South Africa, it was sort of um, like it, I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to be involved helping people and back in Australia, I figure with Victoria Police, I could be helping people in my own community. So I suppose the inspiration came from there originally. Yeah, amazing. And what about you, Geoff?
2: Uh, for me, I was working in the corporate sector before, specifically in the energy industry. Um, joining Victoria Police was something I'd always wanted to do. I'm 44 now. I joined when I was 41. Joining Victoria Police allows me to, to fulfil a couple of personal Um, needs that I have, which is helping the community uh, and also holding those accountable that are doing things wrong.
0: Yeah, fantastic. And it's really good to hear that you both had quite different experiences before joining. And it's a really good reminder that we're looking for people from all different backgrounds and experiences. All right, so let's start off with the entrance exam. Now, the entrance exam is stage three of the recruitment process. The exam is four and a half hours in duration, and there are eight components, which are literacy, summary writing, extended writing, verbal reasoning, numeracy, abstract reasoning, oral assessment, and computer skills assessment. The exam is mostly computer-based, besides summary and extended writing. When we're looking at writing, literacy, verbal reasoning and oral assessment, we're looking at your communication skills. Mon, how important is it to have good communication skills and when do you need to use those skills?
1: Having good communication skills is
0: 100% the most important thing.
1: I think you
2: would agree as well, Jeff. Absolutely, Mon, yeah, it's paramount in this role.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just the ability to, uh, to speak, it's the ability to listen as well. Um, really helps us engage with the members of the public and whoever we're we're speaking to at any level and gives us the ability to adapt to the diverse range of situations that we
0: could attend. Amazing. And do you find that's the same for you when you're working?
2: Very similar, yes. Dealing with diverse cultures as well, being able to actively listen to what they've got to say and effectively communicate to them is very, very important. We have various tactical options that we can use. we much prefer to use a communication skill it's the most important tool that we have if we can talk somebody out or down from a situation it makes it much more effective to be able to deal with that as opposed to using some sort of tactical option
0: yeah that's fantastic it yeah just goes to show how important those communication skills are Mm -hmm. and why they are a big component of the entrance exam Now, getting back to the exam, you will have two months to sit, and you will need to book it within two weeks of your email invitation being sent. Now, the exam costs $164 to sit, and you must pass all components to pass the overall exam. If you are only unsuccessful in one component, you will only need to resit that component. So costs for components range between $20 and $60. Applicants typically find the abstract reasoning and numeracy sections to be the trickiest. You both found abstract reasoning challenging. How did you get yourself to that level where you feel confident with it?
2: When I went through the initial test um, or the the pre-testing stage, uh, having gone through some of the abstract reasoning, I I felt it to be the most challenging. Um, I jumped online and researched all sorts of different abstract reasoning, and I think I got to a point where I over trained for it to make sure that I was going to be in the right frame of mind for it. When I actually got to the exam, uh, going through it wasn't anywhere near as daunting as to what I thought it was going to be. In fact, it was one of the uh, components I got my highest score on. Uh, I, I think if you go through and you train yourself and get yourself prepared for the exam, then you'll be fine with it.
0: And Mon, did you find that you need to go do extra study for that abstract reasoning?
1: Yeah, similar in a similar boat to Jeff in that um, I did download a lot of brain training apps so I could look at various different patterns and, and how to find those solutions, especially working within a time limit as well. I was wary that each component does have a time limit. I did also access all the ACER training material that was available and I found that to be the most helpful
0: Excellent. I love those tips. Victoria Police and ASA, who are examiner, do provide some really great resources. But if you are struggling, it just goes to show that, you know, you put in that extra work, you can really pass with flying colours. Of course, if you're using external study resources, please do your due diligence. Victoria Police don't endorse any prep courses and our recommended resources are what's available on the resources page of the careers website. Using our resources is really helpful as the exam is specific testing that won't have been covered in high school or tertiary environment. ASAR have two online test books available for $55 each that you can use to help you study, and you can find these on our resources page. We also have videos in the recruitment resources playlist on our YouTube channel that focus on different exam components and teach you study tips. Okay, moving on to the fitness test. How did you guys find the test and were you surprised about what it entailed?
1: Uh, I wasn't surprised at all uh, about what it entailed. Were you, Jeff? Were you surprised? No,
2: not at all. It was very clear what was expected. Uh, You could see online as to what was expected from you. Uh, It was very clear throughout the documents that you received what you had to do to get yourself ready for the fitness test. The one that seemed to trip most people up was the agility test. Uh, The more time you practice it you'll be fine with that.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. It's very clear what is expected and the level that we're looking for is just a healthy level. However, your fitness is something you are expected to build on at the academy and throughout your career, especially if you're interested in going into a specialist role that requires a higher level of fitness. But Jeff, you have a good example of how you increase your fitness with the beep test. Can you tell us about that?
2: Yeah, as I um, once I lodged my application, it actually came back pretty quickly, and I thought oh, I'd better get myself in gear and get myself fit, ready for uh, for the entrance exam from a fitness perspective. Um, I went down to the local park and thought I'll set up a mark out a twenty meter space to to try out this beep test because I'd never actually done a beep test before, and started off and I thought oh, it's would be pretty easy. It's only twenty meters backwards and forwards, a couple of runs, no problem. Um, I got to level four and I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Um, By the time I'd gotten through the academy, you get tested as you go through. By the time I got to the end of it, uh, there was about 30 people in my squad. Um, I got to level 11, which I was very pleased with. Particularly, I'm 44 years of age now and I came third to two people who are actually triathlon runners. So as far as I'm concerned, I was number one.
0: Yeah, that's amazing (laughs) and just goes to show like you put in that practice and you can really, yeah, get to that level. Absolutely, yep. Now, the fitness test itself comprises of seven components. So we have the Illinois Agility Test, which Jeff mentioned before people find quite tricky. We have five push-ups, 30-kilo grip test, a 60-second bridge, climbing over a 1.3-metre obstacle, and a 100-metre swim in four minutes. You also need to get 5.1 in the beep test. Mon, how did you prepare for the fitness test?
1: For the fitness test, I well, I watched all the videos, and I would practice my push-ups and I would also set up the agility course and and practice doing that to time as soon as I knew I had my fitness test state I built in regular sessions to cover off all components of the fitness test so I was doing it basically three times a week knowing okay I shouldn't have any issues when I when I go to the academy and do the fitness test in saying that, the agility test, when I did do that, the first time I did mess up the pattern, so I did have to redo it. And, and that's quite common with nerves and, and feeling like very excited about your whole situation. You're at academy, but you do get that opportunity again as well. So it was, it was a really good experience. And I think, uh, like Jeff said before, if you were prepared for this, there's no reason why you can't pass the fitness test.
0: Exactly, and like you said, practice is really key. And we also do have a Police Fitness app, which is designed to help you train. So the Police Fit app is a free app you can download for Apple and Android. The app has three training programs available, as well as some recipes for some healthy eating inspiration. Now there's an eight-week program for people with an entry level of fitness, a four-week program for people who have a moderate level of fitness, and then you're also able to train for each specific component. Applicants are currently finding the Illinois Agility Test to be the most challenging part. To be successful in this, you'll need to practice your burpees to make sure you have an explosive pop-up at the start. It's also important to keep a low center of gravity when moving through those cones of the course. It can be a really tricky course, so definitely make sure your actual fitness testing day isn't the first day you attempt it. Measure out the course in your garden or go to your local park and give it a go. Even try at the beach to really push yourself running in the sand. Now, once you pass the test, you're obviously expected to maintain your fitness levels. So how does having a good level of fitness help you on the job? On the actual
1: job itself, it's it's not only about being able to, you know, if someone runs away, having to chase them, but also with reacting quickly, you know, children crossing the road or a, any sort of situation. Uh, and the quick action can assist you. You have mm-hmm. to be able to react very yeah. quickly sometimes and very dynamically as well. So. I I couldn't impress enough how important it is to, to be looking after yourself.
2: Yeah, I agree, Mon. You have to be ready for every situation that gets thrown to you. It uh, could be something that's an urgent reaction or it could be something as simple as you're going to be on a foot patrol for the next eight hours. But we also have situations where you need to, at the split second, run off and chase that person. Well, if you need to do that, you need to know you're going to be able to write to head off and be able to at least catch up with them to perform that arrest or whatever is required to do.
0: And you're also wearing those vests, which are quite heavy.
1: I imagine. Yeah, absolutely. They they say about twelve kilos with all the equipment yep. on it. Does that sound right, Jeff? Yeah, yep. yeah. I,
2: I heard up to fourteen, so I'm going fourteen on this oh, one. Oh yeah, then. we're massive.
0: <laughs> so you have to be a beast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'd love to know: has there been a time for either of you that your fitness has been tested when you're on the job, Mon? The
1: example that sort of springs to mind was we had a couple of female offenders that were on foot running away and the person who I was working with had sort of said go get them and so I just sprung out of the car and was bolting after them you know police stop, police don't move and, and then they did stop and I, you know it was early days police officer on and I didn't really know what to say to them after that but that's where the senior constable I was working with was very helpful. They could have kept on running and I would have had to keep on pursuing for as best I could as well Um, obviously there can be sometimes fences involved as well so just being able to boost yourself up um, that's probably where burps and burpees come mm. into practice burpees are no one's favorite by any means but <laughs> it definitely does help you with that dynamic action and that quick movement so yeah that's my example what have you yeah. got Jeff?
2: Uh, we had uh, an alarm going off in a primary school so myself and my partner were at this primary school trying to get an understanding of what location they were at dodging and jumping over quite a number of obstacles to get to uh, the certain room. Um, Just being able to get out of the car and go for that run and continually run around trying to find these people was uh, was certainly testing your fitness level. Did Mm
1: -hmm. you break a sweat? A little. Yeah, I was like (laughs) with the vest, with the equipment. Fortunately,
2: it was a a cold night.
0: (laughs) Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's a great point about your equipment. You are carrying that extra weight. So you need to be able to walk and, you know, run every day if if it calls for it. Now, going hand-in-hand with the fitness test is your BMI, and it is a really important eligibility requirement. So it must be 27.5 or less. However, if you are above this, you may qualify for something that's called a sum of skin folds test. The sum of skin folds test is for those with high muscle mass and low fat content. So this might be someone who does weightlifting or bodybuilding training, or maybe you just have a genetic predisposition to it. If you do think you qualify for this, please speak to your GP to gauge if you are the right candidate. To be successful, your results will need to be in the bottom 50th percentile for your age and gender. The summer skin folds test must be conducted by a designated assessor, Connect. And please note that this will be at your own expense. Also, if your BMI exceeds 27.5 and you are not in possession of a successful summer skin folds test result, your application will not proceed and you will not be eligible to reapply for a period of 12 months. Your BMI will be assessed at several stages of the application process, so it's really important to keep on top of it throughout the process. Now, a big part of the job is shift work. So, how do you manage a healthy lifestyle especially working shifts?
1: The way I manage my lifestyle especially when I'm working the shifts, is to make a plan. Um, I'm a big planner. I enjoy a good list, and the list definitely involves lots of exercise and food prep as well. I'm, I'm not a slave to the list, but I do try and work off that as my basis of oh, I'll feel really good at the end of this week and be rested. Uh, I try to go for a couple of runs a week. Uh, I'll do yoga once a week. Uh, the yoga is really important for me just to focus on slowing down in, in during the session Uh, I surf as well, so I like to surf whenever I get a chance, especially if there's good swell around. For a lot of people that I work with, I know they have a lot of outside interests, whether it's netball, football, soccer, Uh, and we do have an environment that does, does have flexible rostering. So having that conversation with our rostering team at the station or a sergeant or, or one of the bosses does enable you to keep on doing those hobbies. Uh, lots of people have families and children as well, so there's other commitments there. Uh, and and having a plan, how to action that across the week is really handy and it does allow you to sort of make sure that health and your lifestyle doesn't go wayside. So I think it's a job that does cater for that sort of Thing as well, do you think, Jeff?
2: I really think it's to the individual for them to make time to ensure they're still looking after themselves from a, a fitness and also a healthy eating perspective. It's a priority for me to make sure, particularly on the healthy eating front. Always make sure that I've got time to do a decent shop and a decent food prep as well. I find that food prep and that coordination around it gets me in and out of a night shift very, very easily. I've never worked night shift before, uh, so having a plan in place for me definitely works.
0: I think the biggest takeaway is that practice is really important. So both for the fitness test and for the exam, making sure you're reading through those resources, having a go of the fitness components before the fitness testing day. As I said, you can also use the Fit app to help you train and make sure you really work hard in getting your fitness to where it needs to be. And for the exam, use those resources available to you to help you study and definitely seek additional help if you need. Now, before we finish up, I'd really love to know what advice do you have for people who are thinking of a career with Victoria Police? Uh, I think if you prepare and practice, there's no reason why you can't
1: be part of Victoria Police. It's an organisation that's very diverse and wants as people from all these different backgrounds. But if you prepare and practice for the different components of the test, there's no reason why you can't join the organisation.
2: Absolutely agreed, Mon. If you really want it, you can absolutely have it. Um, It's whilst I joined later in life, um, I don't regret the career choice that I've had leading up to this. Um, But for those that are thinking or sitting on the fence thinking, should I do it, should I not? Uh, My advice is absolutely do it. We, as we went through the academy, we had a sergeant who looked after us uh, for law. And one of his common catchphrases was, best damn job in the world. Um, and I remember he emailed the squad after we'd graduated and we're out in the, out in the workforce. And I wrote back and said, best damn job in the world. <laughs> Got a laugh out of him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. That's really great advice from both of you. And thank you so much for joining me today and talking through your experiences with the entrance exam and the fitness test and what it's like, a little bit of life on the job. It's really been great to hear about your experiences. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank Thanks, you. Matey. Next episode, First Constable Maddie Smith and Constable Gil Locke will be joining me to talk about the panel and interview stages. Make sure you tune in for tips, advice and first-hand experiences. You've been listening to the Victoria Police Recruitment Podcast. For more information on the recruitment process or how to apply, please visit the Victoria Police Careers website at www.policecareer.vic.gov.au.